What's up, people? Welcome back to the Dry Podcast. I am your host, DJ Quest One. Thank you for listening. And I want to give a shout out to everyone listening out in the whole world. Used to be nationwide, now we worldwide, baby. And I couldn't have done it without you, people. Thank you. Thank you much. Much obliged. Much obliged. Today, we've got two stories we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the 90s, me getting in trouble, and me having a good time. Um... So two stories, me and my cousin going to McCreelis Small in San Antonio and another story of skateboarding, uh, not even knowing how to skateboard with Eddie. Rest in peace, Eddie. Okay, let's get into it. So um, this must have been around 93, 94 and uh, it was summer, summer of 93, 94. I had just won the uh, back-to-back state championship uh, when I was boxing for the Junior Olympics, uh, man, it was the hardest fight I ever fought. Probably one of the hardest because I was in shape. The guy was in shape. The fight was close. It could have got either way. The guy's name was Alejandro Perales, who I fought. It was uh, 94. Uh, I was 14, and I fought. I fought. Uh, I fought him, and it was a close fight. And uh, man, I, I and I ended up coming on the newspaper and stuff. It was it's pretty it's pretty amazing, pretty amazing. Anyways, um, so I took time off of boxing. You know, I was like, you know what? Let me. I'm just gonna take some time off. I, you know, I've been doing it since I was seven, and I shouldn't. And and I, the reason, one of the main reasons I was, I kind of you know took time off is because I was so pissed because I was supposed to go to nationals. That I think I already talked about this on previous episodes. The age limit was 14 and up, but they had it misconstrued, and someone didn't have their their uh, their records updated, and they thought it was 15 and up, and it was 14 and up because one of the Avila brothers went. He was in he was in uh, St. Louis. They were living in St. Louis, somewhere in Missouri, in, uh, Missouri not Missouri, Missouri. Um, and uh, basically, uh, he went. He went to nationals, and it was, you know, I was like, same age. Like, what the what the heck? But I trained really hard that I trained really hard that summer. So I take some time off, and uh, I decided to. Uh, I, I started working as a, as a busboy at La Chinita over there off of uh, um, Goliath, off of Goliath. And uh, I used to get paid every Friday. And in this case, um, I had uh, I got paid. So it was like a weekend. And my mom, my dad took me to go buy clothes. So my cousin, shout out to my cousin Jaime. He would always like pay for me for everything, right? And, and uh, he said, let's go to the mall came over, he said, what are you doing? I said, nah, nothing much. And I didn't spend all my money that weekend. So this was like, this was summer. So it was just like a Monday or Tuesday. And uh, 
I think I was off. I think I was off one of those days. I think I was off during the week, I want to say, and work, in, uh, and work on weekends too. I think I was off Sunday and Monday, something like that. So I had, um, I had, uh, I had spent all my money. So he's like, hey man, let's go out. I was like, well, I don't have no money. He's like, well, then you just get paid. I said, yeah, I went to the mall and bought clothes for, you know, for school. I bought all my clothes, all my jeans, all my t-shirts, everything. And so I gave some money to my mom. I would do that. And, um, so I don't know money. I had like probably like five bucks, maybe three bucks, whatever it was. I didn't have much. So he goes, let's just go to the mall anyways. I said, but we don't have any money. He's like, don't worry about it, you know. So our thing was back in the days, we we didn't have central. We didn't grow up with central heating. So most of you people that grew up with central heating in Texas, and blessing. We had like the AC unit on the wall and, you know, one room, you know. And it was always hot. It was, oh, my God, hot. You want to talk about it being hot? I mean, and we had a water cooler, you know. I don't know if y'all know anything about water coolers, but... It was, it's similar to an air condition, but it's, it runs through water and it cools it. Sometimes we'll put ice in it so it can cool it. Anyways, we leave, we go, we catch the bus, we go over there, uh, we get off. And uh, I want to say it was 9394. I want to say it was that year because it's, it's the same year that, uh, that uh, Street Fighter came out, the movie. Horrible movie. So um, we go to the. Uh, we go to the mall, we're broke, and uh, I think I might have already told this story, but I'm going to tell it again, because for those that, I might have said it already in previous episodes, but I don't remember if I did. I might have, I might not. It doesn't matter. We're, we're, I'm telling the story, so anyways, so um, we go to the mall, you know, and it's cool inside, you know, there's AC, because like, we're cooling off, and uh, we go inside, and... Uh, well, first, no, we stop at Whataburger and we buy burgers. We eat and then we go to the mall. And uh, we walk to the mall, we get there. And by that time, we barely had like $2 to our name. We didn't have much. So we go ahead and, and go into the arcade and uh, we start playing video games. And, you know, I think I think I want to say maybe we had three or four bucks. And it was, we, we go ahead and, and back then it was tokens, it was like quarters. So, so we're, uh, you know, we are uh, playing this video. I'm playing this car game and uh, the, it doesn't, it, you know, it took my money. So I told the guy, I, was, I, told, the, I told the kid there working, I was like, hey man, uh, this took my quarter. Do you mind if you can go ahead and, uh, and uh, you know, give me my refund or get a game? He's like, sure. So he goes in there, he presses whatever, he gets the key and he leaves a key in there and he leaves it open. I don't know what he was thinking. So, I'm playing, and he's like, you ready to go? I say, yeah, I'm just going to finish playing this card game. And, then, you know, back in days in arcades, you know, those, those that didn't grow up in arcades, they had all kinds of arcades, and they had car games. You could go in there, like, it was like a car racing game. And it was like a booth. You go in there. And so, like, it's kind of like private, right? So, he left the key in there. He left the freaking uh, thing open. He, he must have forgot. He probably got distracted doing something else. So, my cousin opens it up. He... Puts his hand on there, tons of quarters. I know it's unethical, y'all. I know it's unethical. This is us being teenagers, dumb kids. And he pulls out a handful of quarters and he's like, what? So we, and we used to wear those jingles and those big jingles. So we stuff our pockets full of freaking quarters. I don't know. It must have been a good 
$50 or $40 worth of quarters because we we went we went okay so we left we're like okay we left the key I mean we could have done more damage because since he had the key to all the games we could have hit up every single one of those every single one of those but we weren't being greedy we got what we wanted you know we got money we left so we had to go to Montgomery Wards and we go buy we go buy CDs I remember buying uh uh I remember buying Nirvana Unplugged, the the tape, and uh, Green Day, uh, the Blue Album, not Green Day, uh, Weezer, the Blue Album, and my cousin bought UGK, uh, Super Tight, UGK. He bought some other CDs, and so we're buying, we're going to the counter. And they had a music store in Montgomery Wards. We didn't want to go to the actual Camelot, which is another music store. We went ahead and went. There was two music stores. I think there was a song warehouse there. And then there was uh, Camelot. But we went to Montgomery Wards. And we bought like, you know, like. So so we're going to the counter. And this is this, this girl that's that's the cashier. We bust out these quarters. And we're counting these quarters. I mean, back then CDs were expensive. They're, I don't know, 14, 15 bucks. I don't know. But he had we had enough. And he bought himself two CDs. So it was probably more than 40 bucks. It was probably like 60 now that I think about it. Because back then CDs were expensive. So he bought the super tight CD and he bought something else. And then I bought the Weezer and then I bought the uh, the Nirvana Unplugged. Right? And so, um, sure enough, the girl, the lady's looking at us, right? And she's like, did y'all... Did y'all go to the casino or something? And you know we're looking young. We're like, no, we 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 popped open the uh, the the piggy bank. <laughs> and she looks at us, right? And she's like, what? And she's like, yeah, yeah. We you know we're collecting. She's like, okay. She takes the money and then book quarters, and we take off. And so we go see. Uh, we're paying all this in quarters. We go see the movie Street Fighter. It's a, it's a dollar movie, so it's only a dollar at the time. And we buy popcorn, we buy soda, I mean, we're nachos, I mean, we're, 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 you know, we're having a blast. And uh, we go see the movie, it sucked. We go home, and we still had, like, some money left over. I, I must have had still, like, five, ten bucks left, and he must have had, like, I don't know, same probably. But, that's the story of going to the mall broke, and coming out with uh, a bunch of quarters, in, you know, inadvertently. You know, if I could go back, I definitely would do it different. But it, 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 it was it was a it was a crazy story. But yeah, we got CDs. We went to the mall. We got I think we even got Chick Fil A nuggets. I mean, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, I, I mean, back then Chick Fil A was only uh, in the mall. It wasn't. They didn't have like fast. They didn't have like their own little restaurants. And I would always be like, man, why don't they have a regular restaurant? It wasn't until years later they started popping up, and I'm like, about time. But yeah, only back in the days, they, it was it was only at the mall that you could get Chick Fil A. History lesson, y'all. So that was that. Okay, second story. So um, how I got into skating, um, we would uh, I actually would go to champ uh, champs champs clothing or champ champs sporting goods. And one day I went and I was asking and I, I had said it, I think I said it before. I might have, maybe, maybe not. So I, I went in there and asked the guy, hey, how much is it? And it's just a deck. And he's like, it's, uh, 
you know, it's it's so much. I, I did it. It's, it's on skating days that I said this story. Anyways, so this is the, the same. It kind of kind of aligns. So I started learning how to skate, and I met Eddie. Uh, Eddie lived. So I knew Ninja. Shout out to Ninja. Ninja was on my podcast uh, for previous episode. Listen to it. He's the one that uh, he used to practice every day. Uh, to get to where he's at as a choreographer, dancing and being a b-boy and all that stuff. Shout out to him. So I met I met Eddie and Eddie's like, hey, uh, he had he had a different board. I, my board was was kind of shady. He had like a real thin board, like I can like really skate. It was like really light. And he had these little wheels on it. I remember that. It was fast, so the, the wheels were so fast. And we used to go to the Alamo Dome to go skateboard. It would be me, Jacob, Jason, uh, Eddie, Ninja. Sometimes his brother Cross or Manuel, we would go. We would go skate over there. And uh, the Alamo Dome, there's this underpass, like a bridge. So we would go under there and skate. And we would go over there. And uh, we went, and he was teaching me how to kickflip. He was, like, flipping the board. I was like, how do you do that? And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. And so I'm trying to do it. But my board was kind of heavy. See, there's different types of boards when it comes to skateboarding. They're not all the same. They're all different. You know what I mean? So this his was really light, and so I, I could I was trying to ollie. I learned actually how to ollie on his board versus my board because my board was kind of heavy. So I let him borrow my board, and I, he let me borrow his board. So we're we're you know we're there, and we're we're trying to skate, and um, somehow some way we end up at North Star Mall, and we must have caught the bus. I don't know, but back then we would skateboard everywhere. So we go to North Star, and we bump into some more skaters. And these guys are good. I mean, they're they're ollieing off of steps and everything. They tag, and it's 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 you know that's why I think skateboarding in, in a way is also hip hop because there's graffiti in it. There's 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 hip hop. Of course, there's punk rock, but it's just like an art form. You know what I mean? It's an art form. It's not popular. They got the way it was created was like you know regular neighborhood kids and stuff that that didn't have anything to do. Right back in the day, you know, back in the day, there there was no internet, there was no social media, there was no cell phones. So we meet these guys; they're good, man. And I guess Eddie knew some of them. So it was like seven, or maybe probably about eight, or I want to say seven, ten of us all skating. And I was like, this is so much fun. So we go down this hill, and I freaking lose control. And I already got, I had got my board, and then he got his board. We go down the freaking. Um, the hill and I freaking wipe out and freaking fall. The board goes one way, I go the other way. I just, I, it was just too fast. I couldn't control it. My board hits some guy's, some car, like tire, and the front, like the front of the board, like chipped off. I was like, this is bullshit. I was just like, damn it, right? So uh, we leave, we go back downtown, and the cop stops us. The cop stops us. What are y'all doing? You know, y'all can't be skating here and blah. This is before skate parks. And I had this wheat belt. This week's 97. And it had like the wheat plant. You know, it was like one of those belts. And he's like, what are you doing with that? What are you doing with that uh, With that belt? You know, fucks up your nuts. This and that. And um, after the following day, uh, we end up going to uh, the waterboard. And I was already getting, you know, this is like... Within months, like that, that happened. You know, uh, I was learning how to how to do that. Uh, no, I want to say this was probably about six to seven months later. 
that we end up at, at, at uh, the waterboard. So we, we meet up, and uh, I'm already ollieing. I'm trying to get it down. You know, I've been practicing for a while. I practice like every day, whatever. And uh, I'm gonna I go. I'm gonna ollie these steps. And then Jacob's like, "Don't do it. You're gonna bust your ass. Don't do it." And I'm all like, "I'm gonna do it." And he's like, "All right." So I go and boom, I fucking wipe out, land on my ass. I was like, "Oh my goodness." I said, I heard, man. And Eddie's like, yeah, just keep doing it. Eddie, Eddie had broke his ankles, ollieing those six steps over there at the church, over there by downtown. The guy didn't care. The guy was daredevil, freaking Eddie. Anyways, um, so I tried again, and I landed. I was like, yeah. Like, you know, this is like three steps, and I feel pretty good, you know. And uh, uh, Matt, Matt, I used to skate with Matt, too. And uh, Matt, uh, he would skate with us, too. So it was just certain people that we would skate with. Because back in the, you know, back in the day, it was a lot. Back in the east side, I grew up in the east side. It was mostly gangsters, gangbangers over there. So when they saw us, they didn't, they, they looked at us different. Like, what's this? What's this? What's this about? And I was always like, whatever, you know. Like, I'm not gonna be being a gangster. Like, I ain't trying to do all that shit. You know, I was skateboarding and stuff. Had a good time, but I landed it right. So I was like, yes, you know. And then Jacob looks at me, and then Jacob. Jacob was a pretty good skater and stuff. He started landing it too, but it took him a while. He was just wanted to learn. He wanted to learn it to actually. He was more, you know, uh, let me get it down. Let me get the method down and then I'll try it. Because, you know, when you first, you, you first skate, you think you can do stuff and it, it, it doesn't work out that way. You have to practice. You have to learn it. Your, foot, your feet have to be there. If they're not, if they're not down there, you're going to fall on your ass. And so a lot of people don't know that when people ollie, when these professionals ollie like eight, ten steps, if they don't land, they can break their freaking feet because you're you're jumping high to, to clear those steps. It's not just, oh, let me do it, and, and, and you'll land. So I land those three steps. I felt like the champ. I was like, yeah. So then I started learning the kickflip 180. And uh, I started learning it. I, I would practice. I would practice. And we would play this, we would play this game Poser. And it, I had a great... So that night, we ended up downtown and... Uh, I ended up coming second. We played this game called Poser, kind of like horse, and uh, I came second place. But that was my trick to land. Uh, the um, it was right across the street from from Fox Tech, my my old high school. But um, we would skateboard there, and we always had a good time. But the gangsters will always give a shit. They didn't like us. In fact, one time we were skating, and, and they, it was a, it was a bunch of these little gangsters. They wanted to jump us, and and Jacob like. You know, I had I had gotten high. I was kind of out of it, and he got the board and said, "Come on, motherfuckers!" He was swinging it around, and they they freaking back down. He's like, "Come on, motherfuckers! You want you want to do something? Come on!" I was like, "Oh shit!" He swung around the board, and he was going to hit some of those motherfuckers. But uh, it was such a good time skateboarding. But yeah, that was my story on on, uh, on me wiping out a couple of times and nearly breaking my wrist and falling on my freaking ass, but. I would get up, I would get up and just do it all over again. I'll do it all over again. And, and, and people that are, are, are learning or people that are listening and they want to learn how to skateboard, it's, it's a process. You're not going to do it right away. And uh, I was actually visiting San Antonio and actually uh, I went to my, to my friend, uh, former, uh, former teammate, a uh, boxing teammate, uh, Gabriel Elizondo and Elizondo Boxing Club. Shout out to them. Uh, he, and he said that, uh, you know, he's, he's a trainer now. That some of these parents expect results right away. Now listen, now listen here, people. The people that want to learn boxing, 
and people that are, you know, want to get into it, are interested, or want their kids to get into it, it's process. Like anything. When we first started boxing, we sucked. All of us sucked. No one is a freaking Pernal Whitaker, Julio Cesar Chavez, De La Hoya, Mayweather right away. It takes years, years to process. And I know, like, of course, Dante Wilder, you know, he didn't have that many years to to uh, to be a boxer. You know, he I guess he, he started at an older age, but he had punching power. Not everyone has punching power. So... I started boxing when I was seven, and it, it, it wasn't until I was about 12 or 13 or 14 when I got really good. So just imagine how many years is that? You know, I, and the same thing with Gabriel, same thing with Gilbert, same thing with, with Chewy, you know, with the Avila brothers, you know, um, Hector Ramos, his, his brother, his older brother, Tony, Arturo Ramos, like all those guys, it takes time. So when you guys or parents when ex- expect them to be badass right away, it's that's not how it works. It's a process. And the more you fight, the better you get. Some people have it, some people don't. So word word of advice, people, patience. It takes patience, footwork, there's defense, there's there's stamina, there's so many things that go into becoming a boxer. It's not just, oh, I'm gonna be a badass boxer doesn't work that way people it does not work that way and so Gilbert was telling me that some of these parents expect results right away I said oh it takes time it takes years not 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 two months not six months years so be patient and if you expect and if you guys expect for it to be um, you know uh, right away it's not gonna be it does it's like anything you don't become great boxer right away I don't care who you are it takes time but anyways, guys, thanks for listening, guys and girls, uh, or guys and gals. Thanks for listening. Uh, tune into the next two episodes. I have I have Tom, and then I have Jason. Uh, he's gonna talk about health stuff, healthy stuff, and uh, we'll get this podcast going. Thanks for listening. You guys be safe. Peace.